0: Welcome to Your Arts Playground. This is a podcast
1: from Seesaw, Western Australia's premier arts magazine. I'm Rosalind Appleby. And I'm Nina Levy. We're the editors of Seesaw magazine, and we're here to give you the lowdown on all the new shows, concerts and exhibitions that are coming up in WA. Get ready for a fast, fun and furious 15 minutes,
0: jam-packed with everything you need to know about the arts this month.
1: Welcome back, Roz. Thanks, Nina. It's nice to be back. It's so lovely to have you back. So tell me, did you see much in the way of arts on your trip?
0: Well, just the landscape of the Pilbara. is art in its rawest form, you know, the incredible colours, the geometric textures. And going down into the gorges at Karajini just feels like an immersive art experience, you know, complete with the soundtrack of trickling water and birds and even screeching bats. Yeah, it was really, really special. We also visited Gunwadu Mia, which is an Aboriginal heritage and cultural centre on Yingada country in Carnarvon. And it was great to learn more about the five different language groups in the Gascoigne region and the role they've played for millennia on that land. I really enjoyed the audio recordings in the centre of some of the elders telling stories, singing their songs um, from that place, and um, really looking forward to seeing how the artist-in-residence facility develops there and becomes a bit of a cultural hub for the region. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that was really special too. Wow,
1: Oh, it just sounds amazing. And now you're back in amazing Perth, tell me, Roz, what are you excited about seeing in September?
0: Well, we have to start with Awesome Festival, don't we? We absolutely do. And even though the program's not, like, officially launched, there's a lot on their website and we just want to give you a sneak preview of some of our highlights. I mean, there is so much on in this Children's and Families Festival. There's live book readings Workshops in art, in clowning, dance, acting, bookmaking. Oh,
1: it's so wonderful. We're, we're just such big fans of Awesome, aren't we? <laughs>
0: well, my top pick is Cool Body Wardong the first Noongar opera, Nina.
1: It's very exciting.
0: And just because there's so little existing operatic repertoire that celebrates WA stories and then absolutely no operatic repertoire in First Nations language until Gina Williams and Guy Gauss were commissioned to make this opera by West Australian Opera. So it's a one-hour opera for people of all ages and it tells a Noongar creation story about rivalry between two brothers, the magpie and the crow. And, you know, Gina and Guy. Such wonderful performers. And songwriters and storytellers. So they just are weaving their magic in this world first Noongar opera, which is going to give all of us the opportunity to experience the incredible beauty of Noongar language. So Gina will be performing in it too with four other singers and with the West Australian Young Voices and the West Australian Youth Orchestra. At his madge.
1: So, yeah, that's my top pick. Oh, so wonderful. If you haven't seen Gina Williams perform, I highly recommend mm. you get along to see this one. She really is a phenomenal singer and just a hugely engaging performer.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. And I'm guessing that you're going to talk to us about.
1: Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. (laughs) West Australian Ballet is bringing back Peter and the Wolf to the Awesome Festival. Now, this ballet has a special place in my heart, in part because I have a young friend who saw it when it was performed two years ago when she was just three years old and yeah. she still asks me to play the score so that we can enact the ballet.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I, I was fairly familiar with the score beforehand. Now I am very familiar with it. Uh, she's going to be absolutely rapt that it's being remounted. And as a result, so am I, I feel like Peter and the wolf is the perfect way to introduce children and actually also adults to ballet. Uh, the Prokofiev Scores narrated as is traditional. Uh, the narrator for this show is Julia Moody, who uh, she just tells the story with such warmth and character. She's a delight. Mm. And the, the choreography by Andrea Swedman is just wonderfully comical. And not only that, this whole thing is free. Uh, So it's happening in the cultural centre during the awesome festival. What's not to love? There's nothing not to love. It's great. And I'm also planning to send
0: our junior reviewers to Cloud9, the Giovanni Consort's choral concert, where you get to lie down and dream while the music wafts around you. (gasps) And also Roald Dahl's Little Red Riding Hood is being reimagined in the Australian bush. With a soundtrack provided by Perth's new very cool wind ensemble, Wind Quintet Plus. Cool. I think it's going to be really quirky. And then there's the theatre show The Whale's Tale by Windmill Theatre, which is described as a highly interactive spectacle full of slapstick clowning and the nine-metre whale puppet. Amazing. That can swallow
1: you whole. I mean, what more would you want?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they all sound so good and it's not a surprise, really. We have so much trust in festival director Jenny Simpson as or a curator of arts for children so yeah any of the festival um, shows will be good check it out in the school holidays and then Nina you need to tell me what your top pick is for September
1: well so Roz as you know I have a huge love of craft
0: I do know that I have a beautiful pair of socks that you
1: have knitted for me that amongst is true that is true I knitted Roz A pair of socks for a birthday, which I won't name. (laughs) And um, yeah, I do. I really love my knitting and sewing. So I'm super excited that the very first ever Indian Ocean Craft Triennial is going to be happening here in Perth from September to November there's going to be events taking place across WA and you can check out the IOTA webpage to find out more about those. Uh, The overriding theme is curiosity and rituals of the everyday, which uh, for me, I I, I am fascinated by the way we can find beauty in the everyday. So that that really chimes for me. Uh, Plus, The trainel itself feels really timely because craft is experiencing a renaissance and you only need to look on Instagram to see it. I think it's partly to do with the pandemic. I know that I knitted my first jumper during Perth's lockdown last year, but I think it's something more than that. I think it's also a longing for something tangible as our world becomes increasingly Mm, digital. Absolutely. And you
0: know, it's so good to see craft, which has traditionally been dismissed as women's work in our culture. Getting
1: a recognition it deserves in this amazing new festival. Absolutely. I could not agree more. So there's more than 30 artisans whose works will be showcased. Um, they come from countries that border the Indian Ocean and those will be exhibited at two main exhibitions are taking place at Fremantle Art Centre and John Curtin Gallery. Uh, both of those open in September. There'll be talks, forums, workshops, and a fashion event, Ooh. yes, very exciting. That's going to be taking place at Bula WA Museum Sunday the 19th of September and features designers from Kenya, South Africa, India, Malaysia and Thailand across our own First Nations designers from Western Australia and the Northern Territory. So, yeah, just super excited about the Indian Ocean craft triennial. Lovely.
0: And let's talk about WAPA as well, Nina, because September is a
1: big month at yes. WAPA. Yes.
0: It's production month, there's a range of shows by acting students, music theatre students, performance making students at venues all over Perth. What are your
1: picks going to be? Okay, I'm excited for Julius Caesar, which is taking place at Sibiaco Arts Centre and being performed by the third year acting students, directed by Humphrey Bauer, who is an artist that I just find really interesting. He um, is a local independent director and performer and, yeah, just uh, really innovative in his approaches. So definitely look at, looking mm. out for that one. Uh, and the other thing I'm looking forward to is Tilt, which is happening at the Blue Room Theatre. Uh, Tilt is a mi- mixed bill program of original works by third-year performance-making students and just a really great opportunity to see what the next cohort is going to be bringing uh, to the world of performance-making. Yeah, the there's always some really interesting stuff that comes out of that season mm. and um, quite often those works will, some of those works will get picked up by the Blue Room Theatre so it's also like a little sneaky peek. It's really great. Mm. What about you, Roz? What are you looking forward to at Whopper? They're doing a couple of musicals which will
0: be fun. Pirates of Penzance is just a classic and Brennan Hansen is directing the WAPA Symphony Orchestra and the Classical Voice students performing that And then the classic cabaret, one of the all-time greats of music theatre, David King is directing the third year music theatre and music students in this story. So, you know, CD 1930s Berlin nightclubs, and the singer Sally Bowles performing against a backdrop of Nazism and her own complicated
1: love life. So plenty to get your teeth into there. And that's not all. There's there's many more shows uh, that we haven't spoken about. Yeah. If you haven't been to a whopper show, you're in for a treat if you try any of these. Yeah, such an economical way to get to quality performances. It really is. The standard is
0: unbelievably yeah, high. Yeah. And speaking of music, there's a lot going on at Wazo this month as well because Asher Fish is back in town. Yay. So they're doing a regional tour to Esperance and Albany with Grace Clifford as soloist in Sibelius's Violin Concerto. I suspect Wazo's principal conductor wouldn't have done a regional tour sure. like this pre-COVID. So this is a lovely silver lining for audiences in Albany and Esperance to experience, you know, a full orchestra, a world-class conductor in their own town. Mm. Um, and Asher will also be conducting Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony at the Perth Concert Hall with Jason Gillum playing in Mozart's Piano Concerto Number 21. So there will be some Perth shows too. And then Wazo also in the pit this month at his Madge Performing the music for the ballet Capellia.
1: That's right, they are. So Coppelia, this version of Coppelia is choreographed by Australian artist Greg Horseman and he takes the original story and transplants it from an 18th century Middle European village to late 19th century Handoff, which is a German settlement in South Australia. Australia. Hmm. Cool. Roz, do you are you familiar with the story of Capellia? Is this the one with the wind-up doll? That's right, it is. So, if you're not familiar with the traditional version of Capella, it was originally choreographed by Marius Petipa in the late 19th century. And in Petipa's version, Dr. Capellius has invented a life-size mechanical doll called Capella. A young man named France sees her in the window of the inventor's house and believes her to be a real woman, as you do. <laughs> and develops a crush on her. I mean, opera, opera and ballet. <laughs> right. To the consternation of his fiancée, Swanilda. Yeah. So the story proceeds from this point. It's pat full of comedy with shades of the romantic obsession with all things gothic. It, it's great. Um, in Horseman's version, his version isn't radically different. It's choreographed to the original score. The style is traditional um, and much of the r- original choreography is actually retained, okay. but in the prologue we see Dr Capelius as a German refugee who loses his small daughter, Capella um, on the voyage to Australia. Oh, mm. That's a bit more. Yeah, it's a little darker. And in contrast with the traditional European village setting, we see instead the beautiful expansive lightness of an outback sky, uh, a water pump and a tank silhouetted in the set, which is lovely. Yeah, Plus there's a footy scene. What? Yes, absolutely love it. <laughs> Something that sometimes surprises people about me is that I do really love a bit of pushy. <laughs> and it's in the ballet. And there it is in the ballet. It's That's wonderful. Mm. Now,
0: this is a little random, but Nina, I need you to tell me about Hannah Gadsby, who apparently is a world-class award-winning funny person coming to Perth. so famous um, that even though I haven't heard of her, she's sold out her Perth show is just about. And um, she's also touring Albany, Bunbury, Mandurah. Can you tell me
1: about Hannah Gadsby? Yeah, so uh, Hannah Gadsby, I'd say she's something of a queer icon, which is, uh, I guess, how I come to know about Mm -hmm. her. Also, she's been um, on TV quite a bit. She's had arts documentaries. She's been on the TV show Please Like Me. Uh, Her stand-up comedy is beautiful because it is funny but it's also very touching and often delves into quite difficult subjects uh such as depression um Mm, yeah she is fabulous uh I was lucky enough to see her show Nanette uh at the State Theatre that was her first big show yeah yeah well that was the one yeah that really brought her to international attention as she deserves and um The one thing that I really remember about that night was um, some guy heckled her and he was being a bit of a "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm and she just took him down in a way that was completely golden. Yes. I feel like it was worth seeing the show for that moment alone and that's really saying something because the show was super not so. bad for a girl from Tasmania,
0: apparently. Not bad at all.
1: So her new show is called Body of Work and
0: it's touring in early September if you manage to get a last-minute ticket. And then speaking of regional tours, there's um, a festival
1: that you're going to tell us Yeah, about. a new regional festival is happening in Meriden from the 24th to the 26th of September. It's a brand-new festival of arts and culture Um, Got a great mix of opportunities both to watch and participate. Um, The festival is actually broader than the arts, also includes food and sports, I'd say. Um, Yeah, definitely culture as well as the arts. Um, from an arts point of view, though, uh, Wayjo, the Youth Jazz Orchestra, is going to be providing a free community concert. Nice. There's a group called Illumination, so that's a series of projections by a group called Illuminart. Mm-hmm. They're known for architectural storytelling projects, which um, essentially means projections on buildings, um, but it's a lot more yeah. exciting than that sounds in meriden it's, <laughs> yeah it, it looks really colorful and vibrant and this show will be a showcase of meriden and its history um there's lots more happening markets workshops it's definitely worth checking out if you're in the area especially in september because it's spring wildflower season of course yeah, yeah perfect well ros i think our time's up i think that's a wrap for september beautiful we'll be back next month we look forward to seeing you then bye bye You've been listening to Your Arts Playground, the podcast that keeps you up to speed with shows, concerts and exhibitions in WA.
0: For more information on what's on, head to WA's premier online arts magazine, seesawmag.com.au. And if you like what you're listening to, buy us a coffee while you're there.
1: This podcast was recorded by Rosalind Appleby and Nina Levy and mixed by Gemma King on Wajak Noongar Buja. The theme music, Newsy Hipster, is by Josh Hogan and Ned Beckley of Envelope Audio. We acknowledge the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay our respects to their Elders, past and present. Thanks for joining us in Your Arts Playground.